Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ebert Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholls. And today on the show, we are once again joined by our friend Sammy Morrison from Opus First Home. And we're specifically today talking about a different approach to finding your first home and how do you find that perfect first home for you. Now, what's very interesting is this is coming off the back of yesterday's case study episode. And we're really talking about a different approach compared to that traditional approach. And what is the traditional approach, Sammy? So traditionally, you would go on TradeMe or realestate.co.nz and you just see what's for sale. You enter your price bracket, your area of choice, and you look up what's for sale. And more often than not, there's not a lot on there. Or there's not really any clear price signals. They'll all be priced by negotiation or for auction. And the thing for first home buyers is they don't really know, well, what's this going to go for? Is this going to be within my price range? But I guess if you're following that traditional approach, there's a couple of issues there for first home buyers, right? Yeah, definitely. Look, especially if you're going to numerous auctions, you are going to get a little bit more, I guess, deflated and feel a little bit more defeated. Well, you miss out on properties and you've paid a lot of money to do DD, right? Yeah, definitely. And I suppose there are two things in there. The first is that there's a lot of competition if all first home buyers are going off after the same properties that are listed on TradeMe. The other issue is one of speed, that those properties, especially in the affordable price bracket, sell extremely quickly, especially if they are under those first home grant price caps. So what's the alternative then, Sammy? Look, you can do what we call off TradeMe deals. So that's where you would approach a developer directly and you would ask them if they've got anything in your required price range and the required areas, and you try and get an off-trade me or off-market deal. And I guess the thing here is if there aren't deals to be done on the likes of trade me, then you've got to go out and do your own deal. Now, the reason we call them off-trade me deals is because they're clearly not listed. Now, Sammy, just before we hit the record button, you said something really interesting, which is that even if you find properties that are available or seemingly available on the developer's website, what's the issue? Look, by the time you go to see these properties, they've already gone. The majority of them have already gone. They're still going to advertise those, obviously, to get some buyers in, but the higher priced options are going to be available. I think that's the big thing. People keep listings available for ages to bring in the clients, and then they say, hey, look, that's no longer there, but we can sell you this. Yep, it's the magic old priced from such and such. Yes, 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 yes. So, Sammy, what is that process that people can do at home to try and create that off-trade-me deal? Step one is find out what you can actually afford to buy. So find yourself a really good mortgage broker. They're going to help you go through things like your savings plan, your KiwiSaver, whether or not you can borrow money from mum and dad, and how much you can actually borrow from the bank. And I think a big issue is that a lot of first home buyers, what's their first step? Go to the bank. They go to the bank first. And if they get a no or a number that's not high enough, then they get a bit dejected and they're like, oh, well, it's not going to happen for me. But what you really want to do is work with somebody who can figure out, well, what is the maximum amount that you could potentially purchase for? And what sort of property would you have to purchase? Because I guess, and we were talking about this off here, Sammy, is that what you really want to do here is work with a developer and tell them exactly what you are able to do. You want to be like over here, like, woohoo, I'm ready to buy a property. <laughs> This is it. I'm over here. I could afford 800K or 700K or 600K, whatever it is. This is what I want. This is the location. Can you do it for me? What have you got coming up, right? You want to be like, woohoo, I'm available over here. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to choose you and make sure that you're pre-qualified and you've got a really good team around you to help you take the next step. Now, that word that you just used, pre-qualified, that's very much an industry term, right? What does that actually mean for, let's start with the developer and then let's talk about what do the first home buyers have to do to get, quote unquote, pre-qualified? From a developer's point of view, it means you are good to go in the bank's eyes for X amount of money. So you have been pre-qualified to spend or borrow X amount of money for this property. So you're the real deal. You've actually got the money to spend rather than just kicking some tyres. Look, a lot of that's that's a big problem for developers at the moment. A lot of people come in and they sign up and then they drop off due to finance. Everyone, I think, at the moment. Yeah, so the main issue that first-home buyers have is that developers, they want to sell some properties – but they've got all of these first home buyers who don't really know what they're potentially doing. They're kicking the tires, and the developers are like, "Oh, these first home buyers, I might as well just sell to an investor because an investor will, yeah, they'll just go ahead and buy it." Whereas a first home buyer, they've got more of a process they've got to go through, right? They're on their journey. But if you can be the first home buyer, who's like, "Yoo-hoo, I'm ready to go." I've how are they again? Yoo-hoo, I'm ready to go. Then they're, they're like, "Okay, this person's the real deal. They're serious. I'm, I'm going to spend some time with them." Yeah, look, you don't know what you don't know. So finding yourself a really good broker is going to be the best step you take in this initial stages, absolutely. Okay, so you get yourself in the position, you figure out what you can do. What is the next step to create this off-trade me deal? Right, so you've got your pre-qualification. Next, you're going to jump on the phone and you're going to call developers directly. Get on the blower. You're going to get How many are we going to have to call and what are we going to say? Ooh, good question, Ed. You've got to call as many as you can in your desired areas until you get the right answer. Look, it might not be that they've got anything currently, but it could be that they've got something coming up that they haven't currently advertised. So that could be a couple of months' wait, but you could get the perfect deal that's not currently advertised. Or find something for you specifically. I mean, you said in your case study about that client that was looking in... Hutaruru. Thank you. That wasn't able to find anything, and so you were able to suggest another area, right? Yeah, specifically with a house and land option, that is definitely a a pretty valid option for you. Look, it's probably going to be quite a hard task if you're going to go and get a developer to build something specifically for you, unless it's going to be a house and land. Especially if it's a a big name like a Williams Corporation or... um, Like a Wolfbrook, a Mike Greer, a Fletcher's, because they're doing bigger scales. But you're talking about a smaller developer who might decide to actually go ahead and do that. And Sammy, you're doing this for first-home buyers, so what I want to dig into is what are you actually saying to the developers? I know you're pretty convincing, but if somebody listening to the show is like, okay, so I know what I've got to spend, I'm going to pick up the phone and call some developers, okay, I might have to call 10 to 20 of them to make this happen. What do you say, ring, 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 what do you say to the developer when they pick up the phone? Look, I just want to make it so easy for them that they can't say no. I've got a pre-qualified buyer. I think you make it so hard that they can't (laughs) say no. I get calls from Sammy all the time and she basically basically just harasses me until she gets what she wants. I mean, it works. Yeah, you said. So, I mean, if they don't want to hear from me another five times today, then they're probably going to be my friend. But someone listening to this show, (laughs) what are they going to say to the developer to create this off-trade me deal? Look, they need to be very clear about the fact that they are ready to go. They've got their finance approved. This is the area they want to be in, and they're ready to sign a contract. And They've this done is their our budget, diligence. right? Absolutely. This is their budget. They've got a property lawyer. They're ready to sign an agreement, and they're not going to muck around with their due diligence time. And, and what if the developer doesn't have something within the budget? What's step three? Right. So we have had quite a few cases where I've been able to negotiate the price 
down to fit, say, within the first-time buyer's grant cap. Not an easy feat, seeing that 699 at the moment in Auckland. But often, you know, if you don't ask, you're never going to get it. So potentially, if it's not too far off that budget, you should ask. You should try and plead your case and say, this is what my budget is. This is what I need to achieve. What can you do? Can we make a smaller property? Can, can we make the, the house smaller? What can we do to make that achievable? And just on those notes. A smaller that, property different from a smaller house? Sorry, I meant a smaller house. <laughs> oh. And just on that, Sammy, so if you're on the blower and you're saying, hey, Mr. Developer, I see you've got a property that's perhaps going for 715 My maximum budget is 699 700 whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. How amenable are some of these developers to saying, look, you're ready to go, let's do it? If it's not too far off the mark, I mean, more often than not, they are going to be a little bit flexible. And I think it's getting a bit easier, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why is it getting easier? Because we don't hear that it's getting easier very often. Oh, look, I don't know if I live in a fairy tale land or not, but I do think that developers want to help first-time buyers. I, I definitely think that's the case. I think there's a lot of developers out there who want to assist first-time buyers onto the property ladder, and so they are specifically giving discounts in order to favour them over an investor. Yeah, absolutely. It's a highly rewarding part of the job to be able to sell to a first-time buyer and help someone achieve their dream. So absolutely, we've found more often than not that people are willing to negotiate a little bit to help people into their first time. And specifically on the idea of making compromises on the property itself, how open are developers to this? So let me give you an example. Let's say that I want to purchase for six nine nine. That's my maximum budget. The developer's got one there for seven fifteen or seven twenty five, something along those lines. Could I negotiate for it to come with no appliances, for instance, or perhaps without the curtains or drapes, so I can get it under the first home buyer's price cap, so that I can still access the first home grant? Yeah, certainly. Look, it's certainly worth asking them anyway. So if it's a large development, maybe not. If it is, you know, a boutique, smaller development, they are willing to make some changes to make that work. And just let everybody know at home, why does that make a difference? Because I think the biggest thing is if you're a large-scale developer doing a large-scale development, you've already pre-purchased 100 heat pumps. So they're not going to take one out because they've already committed to that purchase. We've even had an example of a developer actually take away the allocated car park and actually wow. reduce the price by 30k and on sale that car cool. park to somebody else. So there's different ways to get creative and you just need to ask and you just need to negotiate. Well, I think the other thing is that a lot of first home buyers, perhaps listening to the show, would naturally think, well, nobody ever told me that I could say, well, I don't actually want that car park or could you sell that car park to someone else so I, this can bring down into my budget or could you not put the curtains in it because the bank won't lend me the extra 10k for the curtains but I could go buy some myself or save up for them over time or whatever it happens to be or nobody's ever told me that I could ask for it without the appliances or, or any of these sorts of ways to negotiate. I just think that a lot of people don't know that this is actually an option. or And then even if they did, then you've got to go through the process of calling 10 developers or 20 developers to find the one who's like, okay, sweet, we'll do a deal because you're in the position and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So Sammy, give us an example of how this works in, your, in like a case study or something. So we had a first-time buyer who's actually recently gone unconditional. She had a maximum budget of 700 k specifically because she needed to get that first-time buyer's grant. So we had a couple of options for her and a really lovely development that came in at about 720 and we were able to negotiate that property down to 699 What'd you cut out? We actually put the price up on a couple of other properties, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. And this oh, is in Auckland, right? Yeah, correct. 
So what's selling for six nine nine or seven twenty k in Auckland? Because everybody who lives in Auckland's going to be like, "What is it? Is it a studio apartment that's thirty square meters?" It is a beautiful two bedroom and a study home. It's a townhouse and it's in a fantastic development. So right. she is she's moving into a beautiful home. So, so why did the developer decide? I can't get my head around. I know this. you're going to hate to hear this. I know what? you're going to hate to hear this, but it is what it is. He wanted to develop for first-time buyers. So we wanted to create that opportunity just for, specifically to help first-time buyers. And, I mean, I, I can't get enough of this development. I think it's fantastic. But why, with the market so hot and so liquid at that more affordable end, why not just wait for somebody who's going to come along and pay the sticker price seven twenty k? Why discount the price? Because this is exactly what he's trying to do, is get first-time buyers into their home. And for her, that was her budget. She couldn't go over that. And that is why they're doing the specific development, to help first-time buyers. Yeah, and look, as much as developers are buying their way into heaven by helping out a first-time buyer, they are just wanting to take the deal that's on the table. They don't, maybe don't want to take the risk that there won't be an investor next year, right? Look, absolutely. And with the specific buyer here, she had a pre-qualification. She was ready to go. She had... You know, everything all lined up. She was ready to sign that contract. She didn't extend her due diligence and she was a very solid buyer. So it was a great, you know, it was a great deal for the developer as well. So all of this sounds quite simple, but how does a first home buyer actually do this on their own? So it sounds really simple, but there's actually quite a lot of work behind it. So you need clarity. What can you afford? Get some input from people who are in the industry. Decide on the size of house, how many bedrooms, and then pick up the phone and start calling. And I think a big part is remembering this is your first home, not your forever home, right? Absolutely. And I think the key thing is around this negotiation. Once you find out the maximum price you can potentially pay, then starting to have some of those conversations. What could you leave out in order to bring that price down? Because if you can have those conversations, that's where you can get the deal done. We don't want you to be like, oh, well, the price is eight forty, and I can only afford eight ten, so I've got to find something else. No! How can you get the price down so that you would be able to purchase that? What can you do with them? Now, of course, you can do this on your own, but if you'd like a bit of help, of course, Sammy is available as well in order to help you find that property and negotiate with those developers. I know that can be sometimes useful for first home buyers out there. So if you would like to work with her, opusfirsthome.co.nz, read all about the service there, or just temple swipe over the cover up. I'll drop a little link in the show notes there. And of course, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emmett Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. 